Skill. How's your week, man? It's not pretty good. Uh, tax season's up, so working on new projects, like I said. Uh, I'm in local businesses, secure finances. I and thought they expanded the tax deadline. For some areas, yeah. The business is still April 15th, mm-hmm. but don't uh, yeah. yeah, I, I typically, uh, because of uh, our environment, oh, mm-hmm. we didn't do the tax center this year. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, I do the Vita. But, uh, too much on the plate. So Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> to too much on the plate here. To do remotely would have been my poor soul. Man, but um, to say the least, it's been an eventful week. <laughs> to, yeah. To the least. And, and, and sadly so, right? It shouldn't actually been an eventful week. It should have been pretty predictable. But uh, Lord knows, yeah. history tells us that uh, you don't take anything for granted. <laughs> you can't. Even in a... No. It, it's hard to even like have the... Huh? Well, we still don't know yet. Let's see how much time he actually gets. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, you brought up that. That's a good point. One of my students brought that up to me uh, uh, two nights ago, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he was upset that people were, were clapping because uh, there hasn't been a verdict. And and um, we've spoken about on this show about uh, Officer Peter Liang in the pink houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it, what was his sentence? Yeah. Don't be bad. Probation. You got a conviction. Never got a conviction. And the sentence is probation. That's the thing. Because we fall for spectacle. So that's all they're going to feel over and over and over again. Hey, look, there's a conviction. You know, all right, pack it up, go home. All the quote unquote groups, all the (laughs) freaking special interest groups that showed up and then disappear. At every major event and every tragedy, they they're locusts. They go from one thing to the next, one field to the next. Move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to you know some of um, you know the the the, the post uh, trial statements, mm-hmm. and uh, who I, I've had the, uh, the the pleasure of meeting them, uh, Keith Ellison. Mm-hmm. Keith Ellison took a surprisingly low profile during the trial, even though he is the AG of the state. <laughs> AG of the state from there has had, but you know what, history with the with the party. I honestly don't even, he's one of those individuals, I, I don't know. Maybe he has some inside information ever, but I don't see how you could look yourself in the mirror and still be part of this organization. Seriously, after Nancy, after Nancy Pelosi's, uh, little, you know, declaration of human sacrifice. I'm surprised anybody is, how could you, I couldn't have been on stage with her. Well, I'd have walked off or said something or something. That would have been the end of my chance of getting a committee seat. Cause I would have, <laughs> oh my God. It's really real. I'll tell you that much. The mm-hmm. party's not a really real thing. Yeah, it the is. The party's not a real For them it is. For them it is. And that's no, what makes them dangerous. I don't think it is. Because I mean, that's why, that's why Hillary used to be Republican, Donald Trump used to be Democrat. 
the pie don't really mean much. That, that's for other folks to, 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 to grovel about. The party is just uh, something that you can register in. It makes it easier or more difficult to run for office in certain states. That's it. <laughs> it, it no, that's it. not how they regard it, though. That's not how they regard right. it or how that's they use it. it. That's, that's what, what it is. That, that, may no the, that may be the actual function of the thing, but that is not how it's used. Okay, and that makes a huge difference. That's why they're able to hide behind it the way they do, and they use it as a cudgel when it comes to the actual voting population. They understand that the party is just a company used for getting your name on the ballot. They understand that, but look at Even how they weaponize that. it and use it. Even worse than that. If they if didn't use it, if they weren't using state, it... Each state actually functions differently. Each state's Democratic Party is independent of each other. That doesn't have a damn thing to do with how they apply it, and you know that. But the problem is that they how they apply this. If the party weren't used as a big blanket club to keep people in line, then somebody would have had enough self-respect to correct her before the incident or keep her senile ass from saying something like that. And this is a repeating thing. If the but party if weren't used as a cudgel the for them... Mean, the, party, the party don't mean a damn thing. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, well, you know, like I might be registered to the Democratic Party, but I'm not really. I, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a member of the Democratic Party, but I'm not a Democrat. You understand? To be if honest with you, are you even a member of the Democratic? Is anyone a member? <laughs> I don't even. Let's know. be real. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, unless you are sitting on a committee. No, let's be real, because this is part of the problem and why people are like literally mentally enslaved to these groups who do shit for them. Okay. Unless you're actually sitting on a committee, elected to some position, you are not a Democrat. You're a yeah, schmuck who comes in and gives them Democratic support. Primary. In New York State, it allows you the opportunity to participate in Democratic primaries. Really? Don't. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell that yeah. to how many? Tell that to over half a million people in Brooklyn who were registered. And of, of apparently, whenever it's convenient to the board of electors, aren't. We go through this every election cycle. So don't even give me that bullshit that it gives you the ability to vote in primaries because that is still even at the discretion of the party. If, you, at this if point. you're a triple crown voter and you vote in every primary, mm-hmm. you can really, I've never heard of a triple crown voter having any kind of issues. If you rarely vote, then yes, they can they can take you off the road. It's not and a matter of rarely Whose whose discretion is rarely? Whose discretion is rarely? Because you and I both know, I ran in the last primary and I had trouble even making sure my name was on the register. So it's not a matter of rarely or not. What 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 challenges did you have? Uh, Remember when we had to go back? We didn't have to go back and forth and find out whether or not I was properly registered to vote, even though I I vote all the time. I I didn't know what you had to do. The board I, of elect- I'm not privy. Yeah, what did you have? To, what did they tell you they couldn't find you? Or yes, I can still show you the fracking letter. Before I got my petitions in, they weren't even sure I was a Democrat, and that was I the second time I went through. I, I'm, so my point, uh, I'm confused. Is that there are three, four elections a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how would you have a problem then? Wouldn't that have come up at the? That is a damn good question. And that's the same question I had for the Board of Electors. That's the same question that over half a million Bernie supporters had for the Board of Electors. So don't give me that nonsense. That's the official line. That's what you're doing right now. You're giving me the corporate line. I am, I am, I am. I mean, (laughs) because... Now, now, in the Board of Elections, even though controlled by the party, technically it's supposed to be independent of the party. You know what I got for you technically, right? <laughs> a technically, technically, but yes, the the the, the point of uh, the the whole democratic thing. We're getting off topic. No, it's it, actually it's pertinent to the topic. But that's why one of the topics I wanted to cover was the one: what is a party? What's the point of it? What it should be, and what we can make it, and the difference between motivation and actual, you know, organizing. Those two, I think, are integral to it, and they're why the Democratic Party is such a dumpster fire and why they get away with what they get away with. So what do you want to start first? No, they're all interconnected. They're all the same to me. (laughs) It's like treating different symptoms of a disease. We can begin with the the verdict. I mean, I guess uh, 
I mean, that that is the topic of the issue, uh, the topic of the day, and, and that's where everybody's focus is, is this verdict. And uh, yes, uh, um, I, I, what I was saying was my student was uh, complaining to me about people celebrating before a verdict. And, you know, you, one thing you don't ever want to do is I call them victim blame, right? Uh-huh. Folks had, there was doubt. As much evidence as they were, there was doubt. And so once they see a, a verdict, they, they want to celebrate. And it, uh-huh. did, it didn't take a lot for folks to want to celebrate. We know that. So uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I went into a long discussion with them about um, the difference between uh, uh, being a pessimist being an optimist and being hopeful. Um, and, how, uh, and how be, when you're an optimist, and that's why you want to celebrate because you're an optimist, things appear good. And being a pessimist, yeah, opposite of that is that um, you things appear bad. In both cases, they you're talking about what things appear to be. You're a spectator, which is mm-hmm. what you never want to be in any case. You never want to be a spectator. You want to be an active participant. So, therefore, uh, you don't get mad at what optimists do. Optimists are essentially the results of the work of hopeful people. Because they're not the, my, my, my next question is, what is hope? Right? And hope is, uh, you know, the, 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 the ability to act. And so, therefore, the folks who act don't know what the outcome is going to be. They just act. And if, they, and if that outcome is in their favor, they create optimism. And so that's what you're concerned about. You're not concerned about who's partying you know, or not. So you're, you're, you're concerned about doing your part and creating a reality. You know what I mean? I'll, you don't, uh, you don't lambast anybody because they want to, they want to party. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I've had this problem before. And I actually, I first noticed it in boot camp uh, during a similar situation. We had just completed a difficult evolution and the majority of our, uh, ship was celebrating we oh <clears throat> in boot camp they call it a ship our training division but whatever we our division was celebrating and i i personally couldn't do it because i'd still realized we still have like another day and a half of this evolution to go but we had passed like the major point and i didn't yeah. want to celebrate and you know it anyway it was it's a situation that i've always had to deal with this is a personal thing not being able to join in the reindeer games but it's it's for a reason because this shit's a show, you know. It's like when everybody got excited because Obama came out and was like, "Yeah, hey, we got him, killed Osama, great." Why are we still in Afghanistan? It's today. Why the fuck are we still there, dude? But again, it's not. You, you get my point. point. You, you get my point. There were people dancing in the fracking street, waving American flags, and partying like there's no tomorrow. They had forgotten about Bush and his lies, the WMDs we never found, the countries we've overthrown, and the ones we were yet to invade. But people were having a grand old time, and they were partying in the capital. Why the fuck are we still in Afghanistan, man? You see my point? I'm tired of the spectacle. And it's in every aspect of our politics. Every aspect that we get the people and get the herd excited, it's a fucking show with no payout. But you don't get upset at the herd. You understand who the herd is. Right? The at a certain point, mostly... I, I'm I'm mad at myself for one referring to them as the herd, two for allowing <laughs> myself to fall for this shit a little bit, and three for being mad that I'm mad that I notice it. If I didn't notice it, I could enjoy it, and maybe I fall for it a little bit. Enjoy it. I'm saying you do what you have to do. You don't concern yourself with what other people do. That's it. I have That's to concern you. my the same people who will be taken in by this charade and party like there's no tomorrow and genuinely mean it because they are hopeful and they are optimistic. No, no, no. Hopeful, ho- hopeful means you got to put in work. Hopeful, though, you don't know if they, that's not hopeful. Some that's of them optimistic. could have put in work. Some of them could have put in work. Hell, for all the, from my perspective, for all I know, they think that they have put in work. Maybe they have put in a lot of work. They could be a ground-pounding activist out there doing anything and they could still fall for this dog and pony show. 
And that's why it's painful because then for someone who even does or doesn't fall for it, even if you, whatever your perspective is, if you go out the next day after that party and try and do something effective, it blunts the effectiveness of your outreach because everybody just got finished partying. What the fuck are you still upset for, activist man? We won, right? No, but you, you didn't. You yourself with other people like that. Right. It's yeah. not about concerning myself with other people, but how am I going to organize those very same people who think they just won? Maybe you they just think they people. won. Yes, you Maybe do. You should be organizing those people, right? Then who? Then who is left? I'm talking about the general population. Yeah, 330 million people in the United States. Mm-hmm. You gotta go from the new people. That's all. That's it. <laughs> I, I can't concern. But what you, if you you feel a different way? All right. I, it's, it's not, not about feeling it. See, you're missing my point. You're missing my point. It's not about who them feeling. A, I'm saying exactly, organize somebody. Do organize somebody. If you have a pool of people who are literally taken in by the, the we just won phenomenon. Who the hell is left to talk to? You're literally hey, telling them, no, you didn't win. They people. just attended a party and you're telling them, by the way, that party was in vain. They don't want to hear that shit. You got to so find another group. What other group? And if, where am I going? Angola? Where am I going? Mexico? I have to organize Americans. If you have to. That's, that's is, not effective. If, 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 Unless if you're talking be, about leading some kind of retarded Sandinista revolution, mm-hmm. that, that's not effective. I need to organize Americans. <laughs> so that's when there's a whole lot of Americans. You, you can't find a couple hand of us. Five? Five? That's all you really need. Five. If you got ten, you got, you're doing way good. If, if the NAACP you don't agree with, you, you go to the... I am NIA. way more surly than Jesus. I need more than six motivated fools with a book. That's all you need. I, I, yeah. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I could do a whole lot with six motivated fools. I do a whole yeah. lot. I can, I can change this whole country with six motivated fools. Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> it's never been about numbers. That's the mistake we make. That is all so not is, true. <laughs> you need at least 3% of the population. No, you don't. Not to make change, you don't. It's not true. Okay. 3% of the population never participate in the civil rights movement. Absolutely not. That's a lie. 3% of the population did not go to war at any point in time. That's a lie. 3% of the population is a whole lot. You know, if you're going to have any kind of, if you're going to get any kind of sustained change, you need at least 3%. But that 3% isn't the same 3%. Even that, even, even if you want to use that, now, which I disagree with. That means it's always a 3%. That means you might have to go get some other folks. That's why you always got to be recruiting folks. And you made that Re- folks leave off. You got to have new folks coming in. That's what any organization does. You ain't got to, you're not relying on the same 3%. That ain't no way to run an organization. You dig? Yeah, I dig, but I just don't see the population being behind it. We are demotivated and disorganized. And I can, I can, I can, again, my philosophy is I think you just need a handful and I can always find a handful of folks who somewhat disagree on some point. And I, and I, that's all I need. Once you got your, your, your solid few, mm-hmm. your solid few, cause I, I like I, I reference, uh, again, you always talk about saying Copa on this show, looking back to look forward, right? The Haitian revolution wasn't started because, oh, they had everybody going with them. The objective of their group was to dwindle it down to their strongest few. If you were the weak link, they cut you off. Got rid of you. So they had nothing but the strongest few. And once they got it down to that, now you can take over countries. Right? Fidel Castro, when he took over Cuba, he didn't have the majority of the population. <laughs> he didn't have no 3%, I'll tell you that much. He <laughs> thought no revolution. That's like, no, no revolution. Yeah, but he also had funding. He was but organized. You do need these basic things. There are very basic things that you need if you're going to accomplish a goal. And organization and funding are part of it. Tell me you need some guns. (laughs) I believe you. I don't believe funding is an issue. You you never have enough money. Nobody ever has enough money. Look, I'm not telling you how to spend your funds, but you do need funding. I'll put it that way. I disagree. Uh, No revolution ever said we got to do some fundraising. I, the Haitian Revolution didn't do no fundraising. What? <laughs> Every revolution needs fundraising, whether they do it directly or not. Because food, you either need to provide it or have some place to put it or some way to ship it. Weapons, you need some way to maintain them keep and distribute them. Okay, so yes, you do need funding. I may, I'm not going to look. We're on the air. Oz. Don't you need resources. Don't tell me you need money. Resources, yes. Okay. We can phrase it however we want. You can put it however you want. I really don't care. 
The point is, you need these very basic things, and uh, and I do not see that happening on the left at all. I see the exact opposite happening on the left. Anytime that you can have a skeleton get up on TV and tell you that they're thankful for someone to have made a human sacrifice so they can have some good PR, and you don't have anybody within your community or coalition, we couldn't even get Claiborne's retarded behind anyone to stand up for two seconds and say, what the fuck are you talking about, lady? There was no one. No comedian, no sports star. Obama couldn't be bothered to tell her to shut the fuck up. Nothing. So what am I even looking forward to? If this is the best our representation that we can... What is the point? What are you even organizing for? So that to me was proof. No, we don't. If you had representation, if you had representation, that wouldn't go down unchallenged. If you had representation on any level in American media, somebody would have got a soapbox, stood on a corner, some shit. I agree with that. We got okay. representation. <laughs> I see all these talking heads talking about, oh, that was, un- I can't believe she said that. That was so silly. Where's the pushback? What's with all those quote-unquote progressives we elected? Where the hell were they? Where's any number of legal institutions? Where's, where's at least a black lawyer, someone? Show the fuck up and put some kind of humanity into these organizations. But no, this is the best we can hope for. And again, we still haven't gotten an actual sentence. He was portrayed by the most powerful elected official in the House as a literal human sacrifice. And people are just like, derp to derp, and you expect me to be down with that and celebrate? Are you, are you even, do you know me? <laughs> Have we met? You know, this is why I can't even, I can barely be in the room with people like our friend Meeks. Because you're not a friend to me. You are straight up my opponent. You do damage to me and my community when you are in a room with someone like her and don't correct her on this shit. You make it worse. Adversary relationships. Adversary relationships. That's true. So no, I don't have that same... I look down on that kind of optimism, to be honest with you, because I find that to be a detriment to something that people are trying to do. That kind of optimism is what allows in infiltrators. That kind of optimism is what allows people to be lax when they should be active. It allows people to sit back and say, oh, well, she just didn't know what she was saying. She's old. Don't worry about it. Bullshit. She has an entire office of AIDS. Okay? That should not fly. And we're not, and this is from the same people who still, they could tell BLM, and whatever your opinion of the BLM group may be, any time that you can have congressional mandates go out, and basically they're talking points, which is a regular thing, that specifically says, just basically humor them, but don't offer any legislative solutions, and that go on for years. This is going back to the 2016 election when this all first got started. So yes, it's been going on the entire, the, several years. It fell into background noise because you know what? They haven't done a goddamn thing. Okay? We got two states that finally got rid of qualified immunity. And it wasn't even two full states. It's a city and a state. And, we, and as we covered before, it still needs to be tested to see if it even has any bite. And that's, that's supposedly what this human sacrifice on national TV was for. One of how many now? Scroll back in your Facebook timeline. See how many human sacrifices there have been. Public sacrifices. What are we, inking? We're supposed to feel better about it because we're not literally ripping the hearts out now and throwing them up to heaven? Give me a freaking break. What are you voting for? Voting clown yeah i understand the anger the anger is well placed and well justified but uh the expectations 
I probably wasn't as plucked as it should be. <laughs> I mean, my expectations are for an alternative. We have had proof positive, literal organizations take these problems on and supplant these groups. They saw the problem before. That's why you had groups like the Young Lords. That's why you had groups like the Black Panthers create their own community groups and create the parallel organizations to provide health care, education, and security because these organizations saw that these institutions were failing. And by going back and begging them to not fail you again on purpose, you just empower them because, well, I guess I don't have any other choice. How can you have a capitalist country where the baseline is competition? If this service isn't meeting your standard, you go buy another product. You go to another service provider, right? It's supposed to be competition. So where's the competition? Obviously, these services have been failing these communities. And it's not just our communities. It's several. And it's not just like a recent thing. This is over time. So why is it that we've gotten to the point where we we don't create these parallels and we don't challenge these organizations anymore? How do you have no competition? Let me put it like this. Um, that's true. And the same thing goes for the parties. Why is there no competition? We have two national parties who do nothing. Huh? But there are no national parties. That's a fallacy. That's my point. Each, each, part, each state party functions independent of the other. There is no national rules for parties. And so uh, the Democrats in New Jersey are completely separate than the Democrats in New York. So that, to, the, to, to that, there are about six independent political parties registered in the parties with automatic ballot access in New York State. So that, that does, that's not the answer because there are a lot of party lines. How many of them? State. Hey, that's great. How many of them are worth it? Huh? How many of them are actually doing anything? Well, that's about, that's a different how many of them are outside? <laughs> how many of them are recruiting? How many? No, that is a vital question. That that is that is the question. Because what's the point of having a party if you're just going to sit there on the line and not do anything? If that's that's like a useless appendage. Yeah, it's, a, it's a way to raise money. You say that you need money, right? <laughs> so oh, again. So now we're back. So if I just <laughs> want to raise money, <laughs> great. If I just want to do that, then I can, you know, hey, let's go build a monorail. We can find all kinds of ways just to raise money. Again, what is a party for? That, that's a, that's a, one of the major things. I've been listening to a lot of Stokely Carmichael. So, <laughs> and Kwame Turek, part, Kwame Turek. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, Kwame. I've been listening to a lot of him. And one of the things that stuck with me that he said, it resonated with me, was the difference between organization and uh being a, a motivator and an organizer. And right now, from if I were to follow the definition he laid out, we have nothing but motivators. And nobody needs that shit. Okay, that, that, is, the, that is essentially having a televangelist try and lead a group somewhere. <laughs> and all they're going to end up with is being broke and confused and probably wandering in a desert. All right. It, that's where we're at right now. We are we are in a political desert. Our last great shaman, Barack, has abandoned us and moved to Martha's Vineyard. Our last great what? Shaman <laughs> has abandoned us. Yeah, for Barack Rose. All right. But that's seriously, this is what we're left with. You know, we're supposed to hold out hope that what? Maybe, you know, Biden will kick the bucket and Kamala will take over. And bring in some kind of actual legislation. Good luck with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is the same. This is the same person who let the banks rob homeowners left and right in California, and then for a campaign donation. Her and Steve yeah. Mnuchin, good friends. But again, this is the same people who rehabilitated George Bush, because you know he was the good Republican, so we could bash Donald Trump with. It's the same stupid game. And I'm so sick of watching this show. It's, it's not even like I can understand if it was in reruns or something, and I were saying the same plot over and over again. But they just got bad writers. They can't even get new scripts. I hear you. My Our motivators aren't even any good. Because <laughs> again, if we had even decent motivators, somebody would have gotten out in front of the, or following Nancy and been like, "Whoa." What is your problem? Where's the Congressional Black Caucus? They thought that shit was cool, huh? Yeah, yeah that, that stuff don't exist. That's another name. 
<laughs> Tell the name. So then what do, what, the what, name. So what's the point? It really exists. I, I have to seriously, anyone who is seriously still carrying water for that group and thinks they are represented, I have serious questions about your sanity. Well, same here. I mean, serious doubts more, about your self respect. We got more out of uh, Charles Diggs and Adam Clayton Powell when we only had three black congressmen in the country <laughs> that we do now. Because they were actually fighting. <laughs> the people we got up there now, I mean, honestly, I have to question, why are you there? If not just to be a distraction. There, what are what are your constituencies getting out of it? That that will be my main question. What are your what are they getting out of this? And, I, I, I want something direct. Our 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 perspective, because we 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 exist with Greg Unique, is a lot different than some others around the country. You know? Um, I mean, was Gregory Meeks is a lot less than these other guys do for their own communities. Okay. <laughs> so, so they're not like, like Charles Diggs Jr. He considered himself an advocate for all blacks in the country. That's what he felt. He was. So where the hell was he to tell her, yo, you need to stop? I mean, Charles Diggs is dead. I'm just saying um, he was elected. See, <laughs> but that's my main elected, question. Was, then. Where are we today? We don't I don't. Have any uh, so there you go. You, you're telling me about a dead guy. You, no, I'm tired I'm, of my. I'm, I'm tired of our hopes. What it looks like. I great, it's but I'm tired of us only being able to look back and see that. That well, doesn't help us in the day. Look back on you don't know what you should have. Uh, this is what I say. If you, if you, at least if you look back on something, you know what to expect. Otherwise, you just you just get comfortable with the mistreatment. But if you know you've been treated better in the past, then you... People are pretty comfortable with the mistreatment right now, from my perspective. Motherfuckers are sitting up in a lazy boy. And that's the function. That's one of the things we try to do on the show, is we try to make sure that they know about the past, that, you know, this is not how it's supposed to be. It's not how it's been. And it doesn't have to be like this. It wasn't like this then. It doesn't have to be like this now. Well, that's the thing. It was like this then. It was just like this then. It's getting back to how it used to be because people are just like, oh, I guess it's better now. No, it isn't. When was it like this back then? Back then, they would actually crack your head. Okay. But don't make make no mistake. From what I'm seeing, it's the state. The literal okay. police but I'm, talk, I'm But I'm talking, I'm not talking about the state. I'm talking about uh, black representatives and black leadership. And that was better back then. Right? You still that had, has, you still had people who were like, well, take it slow and stuff. You still, you always had that divide. I get that. Sure. But right now it, it is it, much it worse. Still, it was still better. That take it slow mentality mm-hmm. would be revolutionary and radical today. The guys who were talking about taking slow would be radical today. I and that, a lot about that's what I'm now. saying. The people that we have that are supposedly representing us today are a dis- they're a fraud. There's no other way to even, yeah. but it's like having an advertisement. Mm-hmm. They're marketers. They don't actually represent you. They say the words that of someone who might represent you will, and they don't even do that forcefully because they don't believe it. No, they this don't is, believe. These are advertising agencies, and I don't understand how a population of people raised in capitalism cannot yet speak capitalism and don't understand this. Well, racism makes understanding capitalism difficult uh, because capitalism says that money is what drives everything. And if you truly understand racism, you realize that's not the case. You realize that racism will spite its own face to make sure that you stay at the bottom. If it was truly capitalistic, then you just always go for the best. Right um, uh, today, I think uh, I was reading something about Jackie Robinson and him uh, getting into the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Again, if he was truly, if we were really trying to be like put out the best products, we'd make sure that we always had the best players. But that wasn't the case. You would spite your face. You would minimize, diminish the product just to hold somebody back and put yourself up. This has never been a real capitalism. This is not real capitalism. Racism doesn't allow for real capitalism. Capitalism is just the function. It's it's the method. That's all. It's the tool and the method. It allows for the greatest use of exploitation. But capitalism is just reformed feudalism. Make no mistake. It's just we put a pretty picture on it, but it's the same system. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see your point. I, I wouldn't debate you on that. So uh, even making that 
going into that economic argument. That's why I really have little time for the whole communists and all that other nonsense. You're, you're painting the walls in a burning house at that point. I don't give a shit what your economic system is. Is what does it produce? What kind of a society is actually functioning on that framework? And we haven't had a good answer yet. You can be as capitalist as you want. You know, if if doesn't matter. What's it in service of? So no, it, they can call themselves capitalists and call themselves socialists. I don't give a shit. I'm past that point. I don't care. You know, and it's. At this point, even in a modern society where we're at now, it's just another wedge issue that they're going to use to try and cut up different groups who may try to do something. Okay, If you were to get an efficient food service distribution program going, oh, look at those socialists. Yeah, so what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, these are becoming, and with our deteriorating economy, it's becoming a moot point anyway. Everybody's yeah, going to be somewhat of a socialist pretty soon. You get hungry enough, everybody <laughs> likes socialism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. No, we, we definitely need some... To say that this is a wasted opportunity would be an understatement. There's so many different things in flux right now, but it seems like very, very little change taking place. And like you said, we look back and these are, if you look back in history, honestly, it takes time to make significant change, but there seems to have always been that push. I don't see that. And I don't see that urgency or that push. I remember when, I remember when Bush first started his bullshit and was lying us into the Middle East. You remember there were millions of people in the street. When was the last time you saw a protest for stopping the war? I mean, it's only been going on for 20 years. You'd think people might so, so want my, to... My, my question for you then, in that case, because you're talking about, you know, you're looking to see something. You don't want to look to see something because then you're a spectator. If there's something that you want to see, you got to make it happen yourself. You have to take on mm-hmm. that responsibility. You can't wait for somebody else to do it. Because if you wait for somebody else to do something, then you'd be waiting forever. You got to take the responsibility yourself. If you're truly going to be hopeful, that means you have to take on that responsibility. Anyhow, understand, I am not hopeful. <laughs> understand, I am yeah, not then, hopeful. Then, you, then, you, then you're just a spectator. And spectators are always going to say that this is going bad or this is going good. Until you see somebody else take the responsibility, and then they succeed, they become optimistic because you see somebody else doing the work. I mean, optimism, optimism. Optimism is a spectator. Pessimism, they're both spectators. They're not optimism, you want to pessimism. Be both of those things have zero meaning for me at this point, Oz. Zero. What I'm saying is, regardless, of zero activity. You, change, you got to lead. You have to create the activity. You can't wait for somebody else to do it. Okay, but at the same time, you know for a fact where have I been? I've been with you. There are actual, uh, you know, anti-war organizations. There are actual anti-war. There should be at least some anti-war representatives. It doesn't make sense that Rand Paul is the only person who, in the last 20 years who's ever said anything about trying to stop this shit. And even he's given up. That's my point. You can talk about being hopeful. You can talk about being optimistic. That doesn't matter when the actual real world is, result it, is you, inactivity. If you a problem in the world, you have to bear the responsibility of fixing it yourself. How many of these things can one person take on? Hey, that's why the life is worth living, baby. Right. You just try to do your part. <laughs> you, know I mean? you just try to do your part and push the needle as far as possible. No, because that's why we have done. these. No, that's why we have organiz- we have a ton of organizations and still nothing getting done. But, I, you, but, you, but those aren't your How many different organizations? You can't go into somebody else's organization and tell them what they should be doing. You're going to have to take the responsibility yourself. If any change you want to see in this world, you're going to have to bear the responsibility to make it happen. Other than that, you I mean, you just fuck it up a wall. You annoying somebody else who's trying to do some work. That's it. We got to take responsibility, baby. I'm I mean, all for that. Concerned. But then we need an actual active plan. And it doesn't involve begging the same people again and again okay. and again. And that's all we've been doing. How many times are we going to go to the same representatives and keep voting them in and expecting something different? How, many, how long has the same handful of knuckleheads dominated Southeast Queens and New York politics. 
So you and I, you and I don't do that, right? You and I aren't voting for the – so now you're talking about the, the, the masses. And in, in the masses, you got to – You really, and I yeah. are a handful. We need to organize and motivate and not even that's motivate. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to get to. My saying is that we have to identify what motivates the masses and to that directly in order to make an appeal – Plug, plug, hint, hint, <laughs> the appeal, <laughs> and as to why to to get them to do things differently. And you're not going to do that on a, 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 a one fell swoop. That's going to be on piecemeal. You I don't expect I don't expect one fell swoop. That's why I said what I said earlier about there being there has to be sustained effort and parallel organizations or outlets for people so they see that there is an alternative because right now i think it is easy to fall into this nonsense because there is no viable alternative these front groups come in you know for a fact anytime there is a anything going on that's when they show up after the fact stop letting them in the room Stop letting them in the room. No, you don't get a photo op. No, you don't get to say a goddamn thing about this project. It has nothing to do with you. Get the fuck out. You didn't fund it. You don't want nothing to do with it. And you want to show up now? You want to show up at the community meetings now and eat some barbecue? Stop treating them like they're even remotely on our side. Because they're not. And once people see that, once people see an organization or a group that is literally willing to shun them, no, we don't want to be a part of this. Then maybe they'll know that they have some place to go. But right now, you tell me one organization, one that is willing to actually tell the Democrats that run this place to their face that they ain't worth shit. Or will they just stand up and go, well, you know, maybe we need to work together a little bit better. And, you know, maybe, you know, next time we can have another question session. Question what? How many times are they going to come in here and straight up lie to your face and you take it? And expect something different. This is a game to them. Like you said earlier, this is a game to them. They don't take it seriously. So the fact that you're still playing by their rules that they don't take seriously puts you at a distinct disadvantage. Well, that, the, the, that's the, maybe. And nobody backs a loser. Even the people who made, even the people who may agree with us, will never back us because we fucking lose. And nobody backs a loser, even if they believe in them, because you lost. So if you lost, then you can't protect yourself, and you can't protect me. That's where we're at with the left right now in this country. Why do you think someone like Donald Trump could amass such a following? And still maintain that following. Because at least he said, (laughs) but how did he win? You know what it took for him to lose? It took a four-year sustained effort by the press and our own intelligence agencies to make sure that no matter what he did, even on the rare occasions he did something good, that he couldn't take credit for it. But why did he initially win? Not because he was a nice guy, not because he even had the greatest message, but because he reached out to a bunch of people and said, I will fight for you. And he did it. Even if he fought like a knucklehead, he still did it. And that was enough. That's all these people were asking for. That's how you explain the fact that you had Obama voters flip and vote for Trump. It's not because they were some virulent racists. It's because they were tired of getting the shit kicked out of them and not have anybody say anything about it. That is true. That is true. They, they, people talk about that a lot. Uh, they, they want to think that uh, Trump supporters are racist. No, those are the same folks who voted for Trump a few years ago. <laughs> I mean, voted for uh, Barack Obama four years ago. Be real. <laughs> that is the truth. Be 100% real. If Donald Trump were to run right now, he would destroy Biden. The only thing the Democrats have going for them is the fact that now they're starting to get the shots out. And if we have another spike in cases, there goes that PR move. That's all they exist on. That's what our system exists on. Public relations, not results. The only group in this country that actually gets results for their efforts are the upper, what, 10% who actually gets the legislation that they want. Those who can afford to have a lobbying group. So how do you not just 
we really should just go back to the feudal system. It would make things a lot easier for people to understand, and at least then they would know their role. You'd have a lot less rioting. <laughs> yeah, you got to got to minimize this rioting. This rioting out of hole, out of control. That's the, the only thing people seem upset about. <laughs> Forget why people are rioting, but the fact that there was a riot. But no, we definitely need less motivation and more organization. Well, but yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the sentencing goes. Uh, I was, as I was saying about Keith Ellison, mm-hmm. um, I, I was really impressed with his. Um, his uh, speech at the end of the trial, and actually the way he, the role he played, right? Because he kind of, mm-hmm. um, I always say that the best leaders create other leaders. He really did not try to uh, interject, right? even though he is the AG. So you know he's the one who put folks together. He's the one lining this up. <clears throat> uh, Look at his history, the- though. Had he taken a point role or a point position, especially in the media, that would have become a talking point instead of the case. You think so? He's an AG. How, I mean, how can the AG Keith Ellison in the, as the AG? He's the AG. I mean, look how, at how Keith Ellison's history. What is Keith Ellison's history in Minnesota, where he keeps on getting elected to Congress and to AG? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not quite sure. Look at his national. Look at his national profile. Don't act like he doesn't have an actual national profile in a press history, and that's exactly what would have become the subject of any kind of outreach that he did to push on this case. It doesn't matter whether or not it's connected. It doesn't matter whether or not he's been found guilty or innocent in the court of public opinion. None of that matters, and you know that. So it was better for him to take the role that he did. That was the smart move. But, but anyhow, okay, we, we agree on that. Uh, we, we both agree on that. Um, but I, I'm saying I, I, I really liked his. I was, I was listening. I got. I was able to catch his his speech. And, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I think he's lining himself up to run for president. I could be wrong. <laughs> but I, I If the party will let him, you see what they did last time. Yeah, but, you know, people... people Which is, again, <laughs> why does anybody carry water for these people? Because <clears throat> in, in, for, for where, where they are, they're in the same position, most of these folks are in the same position. they got to believe the system works. Whatever. That's for every lawyer. Everybody they do not believe the system works. They do not. Don't even give them that lie for cover, that fig leaf of bullshit. They do not believe the system works. They know how to manipulate the system. There's a distinct difference. I'll give you that. They believe they can get the system to work. They, they for are them, to they are their hopeful. ends. That, that might be true. Nonetheless, they believe they have the ability to get it to work. Yes, you're right. They may not believe the system works. They do believe that they have the ability to get it to work. And that's how you get, and that is why you get that same air of complete disconnected leadership that you do now from people like Barack Obama. Because it wasn't about getting the system to work. It was about getting the system to work to his ends. That is true for Barack. so So now the challenge is someone who's more connected to our experience. Barack was not connected to our experience. Keith Ellison is. So therefore, even if Keith Ellison, so, uh, so again, this is this is uh, this is inches here. We're not we're not talking mm-hmm. about miles. We're talking about inches of difference. And that if Keith Ellison gets it to work as his means, he is in a better un- position to understand the full plight uh, of Black America to be a better negotiator, at least on our side, than Barack mm-hmm. was. Yeah, they won't let him know when you're the president. There are no angels here, right? There's nobody here, God. No one's coming down from heaven to to do any kind of miracle. The difference um, is I wouldn't waste my time with it. And that's exactly what it would be. It would be a complete waste of goddamn time because as long as he has a foot still in the Democratic Party, Pete freaking Buttigieg is going to get the presidency before he will as long as that party has a goddamn thing to say about it. That's why. That is you, why. You, you think that there's no such thing as a National Democratic Party? There isn't. There wasn't. A, that doesn't get us. Oh, okay. Tell that. Tell that shit to every Bernie Sanders supporter. Tell that shit to everybody in uh, Indiana who saw the party give Pete Buttigieg a, an app to count the fucking uh, vote total 
Are you kidding me? How do you run a competition? Yeah, yeah, again, those, are still, those are state parties all doing their own state things. There's own At the behest of what? At the behest and willing of what? Stop it. You're giving them the excuses. No state. The issues is, I mean, Billy is from Indiana. That's his home state. He's from there. As right I said, home. that national party or those body of parties will join forces to miraculously make sure that someone like Pete Buttigieg will get that nomination decades before they even look in the direction of Keith Ellison. And you know that shit in your heart. I would not waste a moment of my efforts. Kidding me. That might be true, but um, I don't believe Keith Ellison believes that. Uh, I don't don't believe any of these black folks who want to run for president believe that. They don't. They just don't. Okay. They don't. They don't. They, they they think they can get the system to work. Each and every last You ain't got to believe in the devil. The devil believes in you. <laughs> and, and, this is, and, this, and this is me speaking from uh, a point of view where I know folks who actually try to start an independent black party in here in New York State. The mm-hmm. United African Party. UA, mm-hmm. U, UAP. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they went all over the state doing the, the correct signatures that they had to do. And... Um, <laughs> And they were challenged by the Independence Party at the time mm-hmm. under the, quote, chairmanship of uh, Polani, and they were kicked off. But there was a, a real effort to do a black party in New York State, which was derailed um, by white folks at the end. So, okay, but again, um, I'm not bitter because of that, you know, but I know that I know I understand a, a bit about what it takes to get a party off the ground. Um, all you need is 50,000 votes. It's, it's not impossible. Uh, it's just that uh, what a lot of what we have now, a lot of folks think about winning. And if you think about winning, then okay, then you won't do it. But all you need is 50,000 votes statewide. So well, you see, that's another party. thing. See, that's another thing. The, uh, the other issue I want to bring up. Winning what? They, winning they what? Winning the seat. Winning the seat. Great. So what is the function of a party? So what? hold on, hold on. Let's back up for a second. Mm-hmm. What's the function of a party? A party is what gives you automatic ballot access to all elections. So if you run a candidate for governor and you get 50,000 votes, you can start your own party and you have automatic ballot access to all the ballots across New York State by getting 50,000 votes in the gubernatorial election. So therefore, I don't need to do petitions to get on the ballot anymore. All I got to do is say, you can run here unless I got competitive races. Right. If I get like a whole lot of people who want to run on my party line, then they have to do a petitioning process and yada yada. But um, the mm-hmm. purpose, but if you're willing to say, all right, I might not be win governor, but I can get my party established on an independent line, then um, again, and, 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 and start on my own party in New York State, then you can get it done. Uh, it was the late uh, Abdul Afis Muhammad. Uh, he was former head of the Nation of Islam for New York. I don't know, but I, I remember I thought he could have done it. Like I told him, I, I, he he died of COVID um, earlier last year, and because um, he had like people doing his prison prison ministry at, at the outbreak hmm. of, of the virus. But That's uh, where I remember I did have the opportunity because he had presence. He, he I mean he had obviously had connections, but hmm. you know as part of the nation, you just can't do what you want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I remember telling him, I thought that he would be perfect. He has the presence, he has the work ethic, he has the connection, that he could have ran for governor in your state and garnered 50,000 votes in his sleep, and we would have had a, a black party. Um, but, you know, there's a... I don't know. I mean, the reason I asked what the function of the part of a party is is because I don't know that I agree with that anymore. I understand what, yeah, what well, you're saying, and I understand yeah. the function as far as electoral. But I don't think that's what we need to focus on anymore. I think if we're actually going to have a party, we need to go back to that older format of an, a guild or a party. Like, in the essence of, no, we make sure that material needs are met and organized on the ground. I don't care who you vote for. And by extension, by providing those things and that connection and that service, we can then influence the direction of the group. And eventually, how you vote is up to you, but I think it'll make your decisions on who you vote for a lot clearer. 
and it would give people that outside perspective. Because right now, running parties as simply how they do as a function of electoral politics is failing us. And it isn't giving us the things that we need. It keeps our resources spread. It allows these outside groups and financed by outsider groups to split and dilute our efforts. It makes sure that those health efforts and outreaches that could resonate with the people who we need to reach are spread all over the place and are done by groups that they have no connection to or that they may have a fleeting connection to but disappear within 24 hours. You can't build something like that. If you're talking about actually organizing a community, one of the things that I, again, resonated with me and has stuck with listening to these discussions from the past is that the key that they were organizing, where they weren't organizing organizations, they weren't making a new foundation, they weren't making this new group, they were organizing a handful of people. Like you said, I need six motivated knuckleheads who will do this, okay, and be real about it. That's what I'm talking about. That model, that corporate model of the modern party is dead to me. We need something else. When you talk about resources, I mean, technically, um, that is the definition of what policy is supposed to do. It's supposed to determine who gets how much, you know, resources, who gets how many jobs, how much income, who gets how much who gets how much health care, who gets how much justice, who gets how much education. That's actually a function of, that's actually what we elect all these folks to get, bring home. Well, no, that's what we are supposed, that's what they're supposed to do, but they don't. So how much longer are we going to tolerate that? No other job lets you get away with being that incompetent for that long and still stay employed. The power of the people, baby. (laughs) Power of the people. That, well, no, that's what I'm advocating for. That, that's what I want to see. Once I'm actually mobile again, I, I, I said this before, I wanted to do the freaking uh, food banks. I, we need to do something, Oz. We have to get something solid on the ground. I don't care if it's just something small, but I don't see shit getting better. And I don't think the people in charge care. They don't give a shit. <laughs> okay? I see nothing to prove otherwise. So unless we are actually going to go back... and. We, like you said, Walker's Appeal, we look back. Sankofa, we look back. The things that I'm looking back and seeing that were working have been abandoned. So at the very at the very least, if we are looking back, well, let's stop just looking and start fucking doing. Okay? You can't tell me that guns and violence is a scourge in our community and the only thing, your only solution is, hey, throw up another precinct. Well, you know, where's the actual security? Where are the community groups? What the fuck? How is it that the only time I hear a complaint about NIMBY or the construction stuff and going on in Queens, it, it is from the representatives like out in Forest Hills? I don't see anything else on my uh, news feed. The only time I hear from the uh, Democratic Club over here is when they're telling me, come on down to the guy at Brewer Club. Well, you might want to look somewhere else other than your news feed. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm talking about my local news feed on my phone. I know what you're talking about. You might want to look somewhere else because there's a lot right. going on. I don't act like I'm sitting around. Um, uh, yeah, uh, there, there's a lot. There is a lot going on. I'll tell you. I just tell you that. You know. Um, there's a lot going on, but we need to coalesce and make it something solid because a lot has been going on, but it's all pulling in different directions. If you have people pulling in eight different directions, guess where you get? Nowhere. That, that, that's always been the case, no? Uh, again, New York City got eight million people, right? If, eight, if you got eight million groups of ten folks, pulling, you get a lot done because those are real groups if they really focus. You don't have to, Again, you don't need the whole idea about you need 100 people. That's a lot. The form change. <laughs> you but need a handful. If, if you got eight, you need a handful. whatever. But they can't for a revolution. They can't all be pulling in different directions. I'm not even talking about some grand revolution. I'm talking about meeting basic needs, so that we can have a power base outside of begging nicely again to the same people. That's it. It's not rocket science. But it takes being willing to draw that line. 
And until people are really ready to make that solid break and be identified as something else outside of the common Democrat or whatever soup, it's just pointless. Because you're not even in a coalition. You're not even even working with the party if, yeah. unless you're actually outside of them. That's not an alliance. You're just a lackey. And you're taking their same bullshit because you know they're going to turn around and lie to you. You know you're not going to get anything out of it. But then what do you get? An honorable mention? You work working with? Enough. We're not work- we are not working with these people. We Obviously, we are not working with them. We got this thing going on with Denise Miller, right? <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've been doing some protests about uh, waste equity and um, uh, air pollution, right? air mm-hmm. quality. Okay. And so the waste transportation over there on Liberty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's criminal, right? Because anybody yes. in Southeast Queens that lives in my Liberty, you're not supposed to smell that. Once you smell it, mm-hmm. you've been broken. Uh, we went out to, we went to the site visit at the waste transfer station out in Flushing. When I mm-hmm. tell you I was inside the waste transfer station, the garbage truck was dumping garbage actually onto the platform and I smelt no garbage. <laughs> when I tell you inside. Okay, so. Mist from the sky to make sure that the, the fumes don't leave the building and mm-hmm. it's a completely, it's, it's, it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a, that's a city facility. The one over here on, on Liberty is a is a private facility world mm-hmm. so um uh there's a, a, city, a city councilman um uh i'm blanking on his name right now uh put to legislation waste equity legislation uh so that no one community could get too much garbage so therefore you got to spread it out evenly across the city okay. uh denique muller uh went and advocated for oil to have them exempt from legislation right um, so they could, uh, he, they would be able to go over what the waste le- equity legislation, uh, introduced by Reyes. Is Ray something? Ah, anyway. And then he did a, 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 a town hall, which he gave no advance notice, like two days notice. We knew he was doing it because he told that congressman, the city councilman, that he was doing it. But he didn't tell the community until two days before. And then when he did it, he didn't let anybody speak. <laughs> no, no questions from the floor. <laughs> he just told about how good the new facility is going to be. I mean, <laughs> now there's people who understand what's going on. And um, uh, the idea here is tactics. And the problem also is when you elect these folks, they're there for a long time. Like, you think about two and four years. That's a long time. You know, eight years. Let's say, you know, because it's very hard to get rid of the incumbent in city council. Um, that's, a, that's a decade. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't got a whole lot of decades in our lives. If you look at 80, you got eight decades. <laughs> uh, and you're only active for six of those. <laughs> I mean, Which is why I have so little patience for people who are just, well, you know, it takes time and you got to work with much. them. And uh, No. No, I'm these people like these people aren't working with him. They tried to challenge him, but how do you challenge him now that he only got nine months in office and he already jumped around? Well, you see, you the time to challenge him was at year four when you knew he wasn't worth shit. The time to challenge him was at year one because you should have known who he was before you had voted for him. Yeah, well, the problem <laughs> but, was, but, who, these are, but these are also people who did not vote for him, right? Yeah, that's beautiful. The the the, the, the beauty of democracy is that you don't always get what you want. These people didn't vote for him. You know what I mean? Hmm. They did. I know who they voted for. They wasn't him. <laughs> I mean, it's a struggle. It's a struggle, but it makes it harder giving giving them the veneer of respectability makes our struggle harder. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of fighting an uphill battle and us making it harder on ourselves by refusing to actually fight with both hands. We need to stop. Yeah. Okay, another solid takeaway that I from going back and looking and listening to these discussions and recordings it, it it's not about even just replicating the same methods or, you know, any of that. 
it's literally having a solid position, a base of power to work from. And that we are lacking. Because in all of our, in all these efforts, I see the left, it still comes back to that same center point of dealing with, in some way, wanting to be attached to or associated with the false legitimacy of that party. And that needs to stop. Because whenever you do that, it still gives people that little tickle in the back of their head that, well, if we just marched a little bit harder, or maybe if we just vote, that one extra vote, were to stop the corruption. No. It's perpetuating the corruption. Practice capitalism. Make them compete. Absolutely. I, I agree with you on that one. Competition every day on everything. On everything. Um, but, um, I mean, that's about our time <laughs> for this week. This was a lively discussion. We even take a break. <laughs> Time but, flies uh, when you're having again, fun. Brothers and sisters, you, you got any closing words for the brothers? No, no. <laughs> you <Like>, said no. <laughs> they know where I'm it, the If they've been listening this far, then they know exactly where I'm at. Let's get it. <laughs> wow. Well, uh,. <laughs> Uh, brothers and sisters, in the words of, oh, actually, I haven't, I even do my tradition, man. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Granville T. Woods. Hmm. Um, uh, rest in peace to uh, Sister Nina Simone. Um, hmm. uh, she died this week. Granville T. Woods, again, the great inventor, engineer. Uh, he was born this week. Uh, and, uh, the United Negro College Fund, which is actually founded this week as well. Uh, the United Negro College Fund it was founded this week uh, back in 1944. Uh, I'm going to leave this out on some words uh, from Nina Simone. You've got to learn to leave the table when love is no longer being served. <laughs> so next time, brothers and sisters. On the Wake Up Radio, Sister Cindy Ashby. This is The Appeal, a.k.a. Walker's Appeal. Peace. Now you do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashby 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 Ashby